Hey folks, it's us, podcasting wonderkins John Bishop and Lucas Southworth. Although this is a podcast about cars, it is not age-appropriate for the target demographic of these films, as we usually end up talking about the reproductive organs of Lightning McQueen. Alright, now let's take a look under the hood. everybody and not to be left out welcome to the chat the only podcast raven to ask the question hey what's up with cars i'm lucas southworth and i'm john bishop hello oh thank you john uh, you know I, I gave you a note last episode and you listened to it and you, i appreciate the hello back I, I try to learn i try to grow and you know what else could you ask for a million dollars you know wouldn't be reasonable it wouldn't be reasonable, but it'd be nice. But anyway, like I said, welcome to the good chat. It's ostensibly a podcast, I guess, uh, that you're listening to. So thank you for that. John, you know, what are we talking about this week on a podcast about Disney Pixar's movies, Cars and Planes? I feel like you've missed something. You know, it is it is a podcast, but I feel like it's more important to point out that it's, it's kind of the only podcast uh, brave enough to ask the question hey what's up with cars i thought i already said that i don't know i hope you didn't because otherwise i'm gonna look silly this is future lucas here saying he did say it so he looks silly oh see that's an editing trick i said it in the recording so i wouldn't have to edit it in later it wasn't future lucas i lied to you just then john what are we talking about today today we're talking about bananas I mean, quite possibly. Which brings me to my fun fact of the day. Uh, fun fact of the day: there was an art piece. Yeah, this was... has been your. This is real quick. This has definitely been your fun fact of the day. Real quick, go right ahead though. Uh, it was sold for one hundred and twenty thousand dollars, and what this art piece is is a banana that has been duct taped to a wall. Yeah. But if you buy this thing, you're not buying that specific banana and that specific duct tape. You're buying a contract saying that you have permission to reduct tape a banana to a wall. Yeah, you're basically buying the nameplate next to it that says the name of the piece and the artist mm-hmm. is what you're buying. The right to put that there. So so we're going to talk about, you know, how that is art. And also how there was a, a monkey who grabbed someone's camera. And took a picture of themselves. And for quite some time, there has been debate as to whether or not that picture belongs to the man who owns the camera. Whether it is a, uh, a, a piece of art that belongs to no one. Or whether it belongs to the monkey. Real quick, John, do you know the monkey's name? I do not. Oh, John, I'm so happy you said that. It is, in fact, Naruto. Oh, Dang, I remember having like learned that, and I forgot because I learned it about maybe a year ago. Oh, that's so yeah. good. I'm just double checking. Uh, yep, his name is in fact. Oh man, 
<laughs> the court case is Naruto et al. versus David Slater, which is very good. Uh, also, it's a weird thing, but honestly, it's one of my favorite just like conceptual things because like, I don't know, maybe the monkey should have the intellectual copyright to the picture that he did take. The monkey took the picture, John. Okay, but did the monkey get permission to use the equipment? I mean, if if I took a picture with someone else's camera, they can't say they took it. True, but you can't say that you own it. I can say I own the, like, picture itself. Like, I getting the data is another thing, but, like, they cannot put it as their own. Interesting. It's the idea of you own the concept behind the picture but you cannot own the the data itself if you've listened to at least one episode of this podcast before you know that i don't know what i'm talking about especially when it comes to like intellectual property and copyright laws but i think that's similar to it i don't know man i don't think anyone knows i think that's why there's the court case god i would uh man if i was a lawyer i would represent naruto pro bono you couldn't stop me But yeah, we're going to talk about art in the Cars world. We sort of pivoted to this one last minute, so I haven't had time to pre-think about a name for this episode. Right now, the best I've got is Car. John, do you have anything better? See, I wasn't thinking that we would need to uh, pause. Just call it Cart. Hmm, so you're thinking no hyphen in there, because I usually throw the hyphen in the pun titles. See, I'm thinking maybe just have it lowercase c capital A. Okay, that would be a, you know, I'll think about it. I'll take it under advisement. All right. So, Lucas, what is art? Ah, uh, John, you'd think after the all the art history classes I had to take, I'd have a decent definition for you or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't really remember those. Those were several years ago. I liked them a lot. I like art a lot, but I'm bad at retaining some forms of information. So I'm going to throw it over to you who I assume has Googled a dictionary definition of the word art. Lucas, why would you assume that? Because you do it a lot. Okay, so art is the expression or application of human (laughs) creative skill and imagination, typically in a visual form, such as painting or sculpture, producing works to be appreciated primarily for their beauty or emotional power. Nice! Do you want to talk about how the dictionary definition of art means that it cannot exist within the Cars universe. Quite honestly, I didn't pay close enough attention to the definition, so I'm going to once again throw it right back over to you so you can draw the conclusion you've come to. You see, art is the expression or application of human Human. creative skill. That's what it was. Okay. So since they're not human, can they have art? And what does that say about Naruto Naruto the monkey? Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Can we say that his photograph of himself is in any way a creative skill or imagination? Or was it just a happy accident? I mean, but there is art that the whole point of it is that it's based on chance and accident. But usually there's been intention in like plotting out that accident and recording that accident. So, uh, hmm. I think like the difference between that is the difference between what is art and what is uh, just beauty. Like you can find something in the woods that no human has ever touched and it can be beautiful in a way that makes you feel 
and it can feel like a creative representation of something, but it wouldn't be art. It would just be beauty. Maybe that's that's what it is in the Cars universe. There is no art, but there is beauty. Okay. I think I disagree. I be just because I don't know, there's like a lot of stuff that's like very intentionally made. Like even if you like I'm pretty sure what like these are weird uh things to come to but like there's architecture everywhere like the eiffel tower is in the background and the louvre uh which presumably has like the mona the mona lisa but cars pun uh in it (laughs) and there's also just like graphic design everywhere like we see signs we see like examples of typography and advertising and all that uh so i don't know i think the definition in the cars first just has cars instead of human or vehicles or beings or something that's fair sentient beings maybe since they can't really say vehicles in a way that does not include you know naruto the car monkey karuto the car monkey i apologize there you go all right so there's karuto the car monkey what is a monkey in this universe you know john when we said we were going to do an episode on art, I knew we would get to this question. So I do have an answer already in mind, of course. Uh, and I'm mm-hmm. not stalling to get to it because that'd be weird. And it is a monkey robot. No. <laughs> <laughs> ah, a monkey robot. That's hard to do. It's hard to think. We've done several episodes in which we had to get our brain in a car's verse, but it's still hard to get it in there sometimes. All right. Now I'm going to have to spend the next, like, I don't know, two minutes trying to think of the name of the Monkey Robot TV show. I'm going to Google Monkey Robot TV show. I mean, there's one called Super Robot Monkey, Monkey Team, Team Hyperforce, Hyperforce Go. Go. There Is that you the one go. you're thinking of? That's, that's the one. Fantastic. So, so, you know Super what? Super yeah. Robot Monkey Team Hyperforce Go was a television show in which they, they were just one human and a bunch of robot monkeys. Maybe these robot monkeys just happen to also exist in this world. Yeah, that's what I was going to. I, I panicked, but I think I got to a place of truth. Monkeys and the Carsverse are just, you know, the monkeys from that long title that I, there's no way I'm going to get exactly correct. So why say it? And uh, this brings me to the truth behind today's episode. Today's episode is actually another origin story. (laughs) Okay, man. I I Uh, did not watch Super Robot Monkey Team Hyperforce Go. I think I actually got that right. Uh, So you're going to have to put the team on your back if you want to actually do that pivot. Oh, no. The episode's over. We've already gotten to the conclusion of how Super Robot Monkey Team Hyperforce Go is a prequel. <laughs> they're just, they're after, there have to be monkeys, so why not robot monkeys? <laughs> monkeys must exist, therefore Cars Monkeys is just monkeys. We know art exists, so we know Karuto the Robot Monkey exists. So, like, we drew a straight line for you folks. <laughs> I mean, there's no simpler way to put it. It's confirmed, for sure. Super Robot Monkey Team Hyperforce Go is definitely a prequel. There we go. So, art. We know that uh, art exists and Super Robot Monkey Team Hyperforce Go is a prequel. But what other like big examples do we have? Like, There's clearly the whole uh, either 
the deities of this world have crafted the mountains to become uh, their own image, or there are just so many Mount Rushmore type extravagances where cars and whatnot have just destroyed their own like mountains and islands to make them the shape of cars. See, I I would say that the weird landmarks, the weird are more. I would lean more towards the the like grand creation, like some deity or some force of nature created them. If for no other reason than like that weird tailpipe cave, uh, from that from I think it was uh the Radiator Springs five hundred and a half. That is shaped like a tailpipe, but then actually mm-hmm. had working tailpipes in it and worked like a tail. The full cave worked like a tailpipe. So, yes, yes. If, if those are works of sculpture or art, they are made by some extra planar being. You see, I hadn't been thinking about that, but boy, howdy, is that great evidence that, yeah, these mountains are probably naturally formed. Boy, howdy. All right. So, <laughs> art. <laughs> yes. Sorry that if I cut that one short. <laughs> it's okay. We just gotta we gotta roll with it. Um, leaning tower of it. leaning tower of pizza. <laughs> Is that your car spun for it? Uh... <laughs> yes, because uh, pizza delivery. Yep the the pizza planet truck uh, mm-hmm. Pixar. You know we got there. Uh, yeah, it's probably there. It's probably a tailpipe. So obviously it's a tailpipe. You're clearly right. But uh, do cars, like, have cars ever been inside of that tower? Because I imagine the fact that they're uh, very, very heavy hunks of metal would mean that leaning tower would probably be a lot more dangerous. So you would probably know more about this than I would, I would assume. But I'm pretty sure the leaning tower wasn't always leaning. They built no. it in a, and they either built it in a bad way or in a bad place, and it slowly started leaning over time. Is that about the size of it mm-hmm. it was built uh on land that wasn't strong enough to support it so it began sinking okay so my theory is as opposed to uh it slowly started to lean more and more over time one car went up in it probably the creator and then it immediately leaned it, it was like all <laughs> in one go okay but that does make it harder to think about, well, is it a tailpipe? Because if it's a tailpipe, then it was probably naturally formed. Okay. Hmm. A stack of tires. Like, okay. the It's a stack okay. of tires. It's a stack yeah. of tires. <laughs> because that, that actually reminds me that uh, Luigi and Guido have a version outside of, uh, of it, outside of their tire shop. Maybe it's a more faithful recreation than we have ever realized. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So gigantic the game. thing of tires and someone probably just like bumped into it at some point. You know, it it makes sense. No one was ever supposed to go up and it is tires. Don't mm-hmm. go in that. All right. Now let's think about other forms of art. How how a car paint. OK, that is something I've wanted to get to. How do a car paint? We've seen. OK, I mean, there's our answer for every hands related question. Uh, forklift do it forklift do it for sure but we've also we know ramon paint he paint with we spray know paints, ramon paint but, but he he paint with specifically like uh airbrush yes but like i imagine if ramon is able to 
somehow control something. And he does like detail work, you know, mm-hmm. he does a lot of it with stenciling. Uh, but I imagine that if he's able to do that detail work with an airbrush, there is a, a like an analogous system that lets you do it with a brush, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe, you know, just in painting, like paintings on canvas, they just, you know, use a lot of stenciling as well. Okay. Oh, art history. Fun fact. Uh, I don't usually do this segment, and it's also off the dome, and it's going to be said bad. Uh, but in one of the periods of arts, I want to say Vermeer did this a lot. He used a system of like reflection through like a pinhole system uh, to basically project the image he wanted to paint and illuminate it under his canvas, and then he would basically trace it. Hmm. So. You know, it's not as uncommon as you think. And if you know things about art and also took art history classes in in college and know that I said that bad, just let me have it. You know, I don't do the fun fact. <laughs> and I didn't look it up before I said it. Okay. You heard it here first, folks. Art history is what you feel it is. Just like art. Uh, that's more accurate than you'd think from my art history classes. Uh <laughs> But uh, what I'm getting to is that maybe that's more valid, a more valid thing than we, there's like evidence of it happening throughout the ages, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, they, they use stenciling or tracing, probably stenciling because tracing doesn't help much if, with like issues of dexterity. Mm-hmm. What of their hands? Yeah. Etc. That, that same old song. All right. Now, there is one form of painting that I can imagine that a car would be extremely good at very easily, and that is your classic uh, splatter paint. Oh, yeah. I, I was going to get to uh, sort of abstract and uh, sort of Jackson Pollock-esque painting. Because, mm-hmm. like, just drive over a bunch of, like, paints. Like, you can also just hang them up and, like, set it swinging in motion. Uh, mm-hmm. Do some drip, some classic Jackson Pollock drip painting techniques would be not like rigging it up would maybe be hard. But once you got that and you're GTG, you know. Mm-hmm. So how do you set it up? Hire an assistant. You're a famous artist and it's a forklift. Okay. I, did I get it in one? You did, but also I was handed a drink right as you said it. Thanks for handing him a, dri- a drink, presumably, Lizzie. So. Yes. Is... Is the assumption that the assistant is in fact a forklift? I mean, quite unfortunately, yeah. What about tow trucks? Tow trucks, you said? Mm-hmm. Okay. They could poke holes and stuff with uh, their hook, with the pointy part that. of their hook. And or then, they you could know... dip their hook in some paint and then let yeah. it swing around and drip. Yeah, Mater's really good at spinning that thing around so it could get more like violent, um, mm-hmm. sort of, uh, more, like longer... Uh, or it could be, you know, just a little swaying. He's got a lot of control over that thing. So I assume that that's, you know, par for the course for tow trucks. Mm-hmm. I want to, I think there could be a lot of really interesting stuff done with what would basically be like finger painting for cars. Like they either A, just like spin out their back tires in like a big pool of paint and have it splatter out of canvas behind them. Or just get the paint all over their tires and roll back and forth over a canvas. Okay. Uh, I didn't really have a point past that. I'm so confused by the idea of opening a paint bucket as a car if you're not a forklift. Teeth? 
I mean, <laughs> could you imagine a person opening one of those with their teeth? Yeah, but if we're imagining it's a similar size, it would be like, oh, I guess it'd be op- like opening like a can of green beans with your teeth. Okay. Mm. <laughs> I'm not saying it's not possible. I'm just saying even if it's possible, it would be terrible. It would go everywhere. <laughs> and in your mouth and in your Mostly mouth. Mostly in your mouth. And I don't know about you, but uh, I do not like the taste of paint. I, I could live without it. I, you know, it's better for me to live without it. I would go so far to say. In fact, it's easier to live without it. I would go far so far to say I die with it. <laughs> mm-hmm. That sounds about right. I do want to... I don't have an answer for the paint can thing. Again, hire a forklift. I know it's a lazy answer, but like, I don't know. Do you get anything better that you want to talk more about with opening a can of paint? I got nothing, man. They don't have hands and art is hard without hands. It is, but I want to get into a form of art uh, or at least like visual representation that I'm even more familiar with that I would say is, I don't know, probably more difficult without hands. Just like straight up modern graphic design marketing. Okay, but we have seen them use mice-like device. How are these guys going to use like a tablet, like a drawing tablet, and not break it? Maybe they don't need to because their their mice is so good. I mean, I guess. And actually, have we implied before that they can connect to computers just directly with their mind? We have directly stated it. Okay, fantastic. So I guess it could be just like, you have a concept for a design. You put you put your brain in the computer, and it's like, oh, there it is. Hmm, I like mm-hmm. that. This color of blue. Okay. Well, I'll email it by thinking it's done. See, I Record feel like time. even then it would have to be like, okay, uh, I want this general shape, so I'm gonna like mentally sketch it. Like you can direct the thing with your mind, but it's not just going to appear because you thought it. No, yeah, and, like, I don't know about you, but, like, even if you have an idea for, like, uh, what something should look like, it's hard to sort of, like, imagine it all at once, if that makes sense. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, it would be fuzzy. It's it's hard to get it to look how you imagined it if you did imagine it all at once. Yeah, no, yeah, because your mind is like, uh, scale isn't actually a thing, and et cetera. Mm -hmm. Just just get it close to your general impression And oh, that looks nothing like it Oh, huh, I know a lot about that uh, But I don't know I'm really interested There are signs everywhere Like mm-hmm. signs and ads uh, And like type And I, I guess I'm interested in like The history of type mm-hmm. And that like printing press Like movable typeset Kind of way <laughs> Mm-hmm. Which is like pretty niche, but I don't know. That'd be hard. How you classically had to move like uh, letter forms around for that—that that mm-hmm. would be hard. That you would just be gotta easy. get tiny little bits, and you gotta put them in the right place. And uh, it requires extreme dexterity with your very, very accurate fingers. Oops. Which they don't have. Man, this is just one of their hands art edition. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's talk about the forms of art that we know that they can do pretty easily. They can sing. Yeah, they can. They can poem. Yeah, they they can, I would say, write just in general. Like, if they've got a computer, I'm assuming, then they can, like, 
you know, if if we're saying they can connect with their mind, then there would be lots of typos and mistakes because your brain is bad. Uh, but I don't know. They could at least do it. I mean, there is just text to speech. That is true. That's another pretty easy way to do it. There's also podcasting if you consider that art. Oh, not this one. Uh, oh. <laughs> I'm being hard on us this episode. I'm sorry. That's uh, no, all good. I'm glad you get it. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, I mean, theater would be like the biggest question I have is I don't know, I guess the functionality of a stage and if they'd break it, etc. But they'd be mm-hmm. fine. It would you'd have it would have to take a lot. You know what? B- building sets that'd be hard. <laughs> you, you see, the problem is we like to think, oh, they can just do any of these things generically. But the whole problem is we have to assume that all of these things already exist. Like the set has to already exist. The stage already has to exist. Give me one second, Johnny. I'm sorry. What's up, Liz? Okay. Etc. Go from there. Yeah. Got it. Thank you, Liz. Did you hear the question? Mm-hmm. If you couldn't, audience, uh, <laughs> I was uh, boop, 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 boop. We got a late breaking uh, question from Liz. Uh, I don't want to explain the segment. <laughs> this one is directly about theater. Uh, and in a lot of places, there are important cars and stuff. The example given was Greece being, I don't know, is the car called Greased Lightning? Is that the car from Greece? Mm-hmm. It's been a minute since I've seen Greece. That's that's the name. That was also the name of a ride in, I think, Kings Island, maybe Six Flags. No way to know for sure. Uh, but I guess the the implication is, what's up with that? Does Greece ex- is Greece different, or is there is Greased Lightning a character that they just sort of prep in Greece? Like instead of fixing him up so Danny Zuko can drive him around. Do they just fix him up so he can race enemy car better himself? Interesting. See, one of the things about the whole thing is he's this uh, he's this bad boy, and he and his friends, I think, race. I've never actually greased, but... You're not missing a lot. <laughs> uh, but I have to imagine that there's something that replaces the bad boy underground racing scene. So whatever Grease Lightning is, it's just something that they're doing probably illegally that is kind of like a bad boy thing to do. See, I don't know. I would, I kind of like the idea of it almost being much more important because everything is about racing in this universe. Hmm. Like it, it's, again, it's been a minute since I've seen Grease and as I, I'm sure you could have intuited, I don't like it that much. Uh <laughs> It's fine, I guess. I guess it's fine. Uh, but like, it's not an unimportant part of Greece already, the race and the fixing up of Greased Lightning and the song Go Greased Lightning continued lyrics. But And the car, do you know that the, the car flies away at the end of the movie Grease? I did know that. It flies off into the sunset. <laughs> it sure does. The Greased Lightning does fly into... Okay, I do... I'll guess I'll say I like the idea of maybe the Greased Lightning being a full character, a full member of like Danny Zuko's. I don't remember if they're like a gang or if they're just a group of friends who like wear leather jackets and are greasers. Uh, I mean, but if they're not a gang, they're still a gang. 
No, I, I would say I don't remember if they have a name or whatever. Okay. Uh, like the pink ladies have a name. It's not important. Uh, but I, I think Grease Lightning would be its own character. Uh, and instead of uh, just fixing up the car so Danny can drive it good in the race, I think they're maybe training him and coaching this character. And Danny's like head of the coaching team. He's like the the like the Doc Hudson to Grease Lightning's Lightning McQueen, which is weird because he's also a child. But much more importantly, Grease Lightning does fly away at the end of Grease into the sunset. Okay. In a play what fully if, tethered in reality until that point. What if instead Grease Lightning is like NOS? Okay, so Grease Lightning is like a brand of NOS that Danny Zuko takes to race better? Not necessarily like that, but somehow uh, Danny Zuko and the T-Birds are Thank you. Uh, That's it. tuners. Yep. They're, they're tuners, and Grease Lightning is a way in which they're enhancing themselves to be able to race better. You know, it sounds like a drug, especially in the Cars universe, Grease Lightning. That sounds mm-hmm. like a drug. It sounds like a drug, a performance-enhancing drug. Go Grease Lightning. You know, I can't keep referencing the song without knowing the lyrics to it, so give me a second. I'm sure future okay. Lucas will be nice enough to edit this out so it sounds like I know the lyrics to the song Grease Lightning. I sure hope not. Yeah, he probably doesn't. Go Grease Lightning, you're burning up the quarter mile. Go Grease Lightning, you're coasting through the heat lap trial. Oh man, that's a weird lyric. You are supreme, the chicks will cream for Grease Lightning. Oh yeah, that one. that one's always stood out to me. Hmm fascinating mm-hmm. oh that's part so, of the chorus they say that multiple times sorry keep going oh yeah it's it's one of the <laughs> reasons that it's upsetting to me that this is like there's a junior version you know for middle schoolers to perform <laughs> uh but yeah i think that i think that those could be applicable to a performance enhancing drug and some of those things that you just said sounded a bit like withdrawal symptoms you're burning up the quarter mile mm-hmm all right so <laughs> grease lightning uh, is a weird addition you can add on illegally to yourself. Love it. Um, all right. This is all about Greece, which uh, I don't remember how we got to from art. Theater. Uh, but also, Theater. That it's our it's our second origin story <laughs> in an episode. Uh, mm-hmm. Grease lightning flies away at the end, and it eats Sandy and Danny Zuko and becomes even more sentient. Like, yeah. That's how, mm-hmm. that's how it's a prequel. Okay. So, uh, interesting. Yeah. Now, how are we going to justify stages? Expand on what you mean. Like, theatrical stages. They're made of wood. How do, How's a car going to not break that? I mean, I guess in ancient Greece, they were made of stone, usually, like the classic amphitheaters. So okay, maybe okay. they just never made the transition to wood. Maybe they stayed stone or, you know, equivalent stronger materials. Since you know their okay. cars, etc. All right, so there's that. Which I'm just I'm trying to think how how do cars build walls? <laughs> God, I promised you we'll we'll do a one of their hands episode at some point. Uh, but it is just kind of naturally happening. They but like we've seen them uh, apply blacktop. We've seen them do a road. How do they make walls? Okay, so if we're assuming. And this is a big assumption. I'll I'll grant you that that cars have been around forever. Like they, they didn't evolve from anything. They've been around forever because if they didn't, then they're just humans built them. 
then maybe also cement trucks have been around since the beginning of time. So they've had okay. cement forever, which would add no change, probably everything uh, about the course of human history. If we just had cement from the dawn of time, we may not know how to use it well uh, in those early times, but maybe they just sort of put some wood and pour the cement in between it and let it set and then get rid of the wood. Would that make a good wall? I mean, there are 3D printers now that print houses mm-hmm. and they use concrete to do it. So I would have to assume there's a way to make that work. The way I described is not it, though. Uh, the way it's done through 3D printers is that it's a special blend that is able to not just, you know, like liquid does become a puddle. So it is just drawn one line at a time, one uh, like 2D sketch at a time and just built on top of itself rather than just like pouring concrete, you know, vertically. I said like in a mold, like they put they put uh, wood <laughs> like they made sure, it. So but how do they get the wood up? there? John, you answer one of the questions. But I'm an engineer. How would I how would I explain it? Better than me. This is about art, Lucas, not about engineering. No, it's not. It's about constructing buildings now. You took us here. And what? I know that's the joke you're making, but I'm upset anyway. <sighs> okay. So so yeah, that's how it works. You just they're just 3D printers. Let's just say that. They're 3D printers sure. that build everything for them. And they there have been since the dawn of time. Mm-hmm. With specialized blends of uh, concrete that do whatever they need to. Man, this is the hard-hitting, well-thought-through theory crafting that you tune into the Kajat for, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Boy, howdy. Hot diggity dog. Sculpture? I mean, it's just one of their hands again. But... I mean, yep, yep. I've got what's it? I've got a like a bunch of clay and a a styrofoam head that I've been working on, and uh, it really requires hands. Okay, I'm gonna throw out something that I haven't fully thought through. So every idea I've ever said on the show. Okay, okay, used to okay. I'm, I'm excited. What if they do have hands? And again, that's as far as I've gotten. So. The ball I, I've I've served the I've set the ball up for you now spike it to the other side, John. Then everything we've ever thought about how they do anything becomes a lot more upsetting. If the cars have secret hands, mm-hmm. where would they? Be? Like, yep, that was that's what I was gonna ask. Is uh, where mouth in their mouth? They just open their mouth and hands poke out. They can uh, form their tongue into into hands Mm, that's worse much worse okay Uh, (laughs) i don't know so they just their tongue just becomes a hand or two how many hands do they have Ooh, upsetting uh i guess they could have like this is not better but have you seen the movie alien uh kind of but not i really i haven't i just know there's a scene with the big alien and it sticks a weird thing out its mouth, and it's like a tinier mouth, right? Yeah. And it make it makes the alien look very spooky and weird. Maybe they've got their tongue, but they've also got something like that that comes out, but it's hands instead of a tinier mouth. Okay, so it's not that their tongue becomes hands per se, it's that uh, 
they, they just, just also have secretly have like there. a uvula that is actually hands or or maybe like uh like i'm imagining something sort of pincer like like a bug that has a pincer uh that comes out but it's hands but it's but it's hands is the thing <laughs> hmm. okay so that's oh lucas you've made me think about it okay so that's what forklifts is we've seen the image of like a person inside of a car and that's how it works and there's the gross tube and whatnot yeah what if they just it's those like that person's hands hmm don't like that i do i guess i'm just dismissing that Uh, (laughs) that's bad I mean, my I under fully understand all the stuff I've been saying for the past ten minutes has been pretty bad too, but I don't know. I guess the support of the pincer thing, the forklift forks sort of look like a pincer. They can like snap in, and I guess do that. Maybe theirs is just more pronounced and outward. I couldn't tell you. I mean, outside of I don't know, just the forklifts do it. Them have and. Okay, you're, you've said that they're like psychic several times before in mm-hmm. different ways. Uh, outside of those two, I think secret mouth hands is maybe our third best theory for one of their hands, which, John, I've got to tell you, I'm not happy about. I'm not like, I did it. It's more of, we've done a bad job. I don't know if I would say it's one of our best theories. It's definitely one of our more deeply deeply troubling ones it's definitely one of our theories it's definitely something we've said now what if their hands were in their doors could they see what they were doing with them like they open their doors and their arms like extend out like 10 feet that's not okay it's not (laughs) worse than what i just said but like putting uh basically like spongebob square pants what are they anchor arms Mm-hmm. That he gets in that one episode on a on Lightning McQueen. Oh, Lucas, is that's, also that's bad? so much better. They don't have like fleshy arms. They've got anchor arms, just they like inflatable arms. arms that come out of them like that. They just like that, roll down their side windshield and then all of a sudden anchor arms pop out. That unfurl like really unnaturally looking like, you know, when you inflate things and it looks weird. Mm-hmm. I don't, I mean, SpongeBob could move his fingers and, you know... Like, they were also solid enough to, like, support him because he used them as, like, his legs in that episode. So, But he couldn't do anything else. He couldn't actually, like, lift weight with them. He can lift himself with them, which was weird. He's uh, a sponge. He weighs very little. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but, yeah, I don't like... I don't like that they got arms that big. <laughs> I agree that if they had them... They would have to, like, it wouldn't make sense for, like, two human arms to pop out of there because then they couldn't do anything with them. So they'd have to be, like, big, big. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to call it worse than secret mouth hands because I'm not so removed from reality that I think that's true. It's similarly <laughs> bad to secret mouth hands. I don't know. Hands. Like, the idea that they're at least not fleshy is better to me. Yeah, I guess. But I... I know that this is the entire concept of the podcast, but I really like the idea that we're implying that they either just can regurgitate hands and or open their windows and massive, like, two-scale arms pop out is (laughs) true. But uh, they just never bothered showing it to us. It was never relevant to the story, I guess. They never had to. (laughs) All right, last proposal. 
Doc Ock arms. Okay. Could be could be from their mouth. Could be from (laughs) the doors. Could be underneath them, which is why they're so able to jump. Yeah, okay. And yes, they do in fact corrupt their minds. That's why Lightning can't remember any of uh, Mater's Tall Tales this week. It's because, yes, yeah, Doc Ock arms. We've proposed three theories in three weeks for that, which is fun. What if it's What if the arms only exist on the vehicles that build things, which are specifically the vehicles we don't see because their minds are corrupted? Have we ever proposed human slaves? Secret human farms? I think we have, right? We have definitely done secret human farms. We've uh, proposed that maybe the squishy bits are just, like, farmed. Uh, We've proposed that, like, the humans build everything in the background. And I think we've proposed that the humans are just, like, farmed for food. Yeah, well, I mean, there's another one. They've got, I don't know, I guess, since this episode is, at this point, in name only, about art, they just get some creatively gifted uh, humans and send them to the sculpture farm. Where they have to chisel marble all day. Which is why you're going to survive the conversion, Lucas. When all the cars take over, they're going to keep you for graphic design. Okay. Uh, they'll keep you for engineering. That's fun. I'll I'll continue to repair them. I'll make them better than new. All right. Is Maro your car, Sona? I mean, he might as well be. I don't have one because I'm normal. <laughs> you think? All right. So, art. Hamilton just came out on Disney+. Plus. I wanted to mention that, but I couldn't relate it to cars. Oh, clearly I haven't. I just decided to do it. Uh, You think they've got Lin-Manuel Miranda in one of their human camps? Yes. Riding car musicals? (laughs) Or just converting the old ones. That's all he would have to do. Yep. the old ones to garbage. Oh, okay. So let's, let's talk about this. Hamilton is a historical musical that features a lot of people of color in roles that would have been white people. What if he's doing the same, but specifically they're for cars now, replacing all the humans. He's the one who's rewriting history. So all these cars think that cars have been in history, even though they haven't. I think that's deeply troubling. Lynn, I'm sorry we said it. I know you listen, so I'm sorry. I'm so, frankly, I'm sorry we said it. I'm not. I'm I'm going ahead and say that Lin Manuel Miranda is going to be one of the most valuable people to the uh, the car overlords. <laughs> no, why not? Uh, that can be something we've said on this podcast. We've said a lot of things. Uh, mm-hmm. Hopefully, it'll get lost amongst them. <laughs> I mean, who knows? Sir Hamilton. Yeah. What would Car Hamilton be? Van Moulton. Okay, 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 okay. Did you want me to do more mental work than that? <laughs> I was thinking, what car? Oh, I don't know, man. It'd be just like a normal one. They'd all be just like normal ones. They'd all just be <laughs> just cars. Just yeah, cars. Be, yeah, yeah, car Hamilton is just Hamilton, but with cars. You heard it here first. We're so good at this. But the turn to the, the Hamilton famously uses like a turntable on stage it has to be much more uh over it has to be powered with a lot more motors okay okay does that mean that we're likely to see uh oh shoot what are their names the gang what's the gang's names the delinquent road hazards yeah the delinquent road hazards which one's the one who's got specifically just the crazy amount of uh speakers oh dj yeah should have known 
That one's yeah. right there. It's on the right, nose. So yeah, DJ's probably in there somewhere. Yeah, why not? His music. He went to Car Juilliard in exactly. his bio, if I remember right. He went to Car Music Juilliard. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I'll do the wiki quote of the day of the week now. Give me that we ran out of things to say of the week. <laughs> okay. Uh, this time we're going to pixarcars.fandom.com slash wiki slash Paris comma underscore France. Uh, Notre Dame Cathedral is adorned with 24, in quotations, cargoyle statues and flying buttresses in the shape of <laughs> exhaust pipes. Uh, cargoyle. That's good. See, I wasn't sure if you were laughing at cargoyle or the words flying buttresses. Uh, see, I started like being amused before buttresses. And then when it got to buttresses, I was already too happy about cargoyles. See, it it's a funny word. Mm-hmm. A little fun fact about art classes. They like it when you laugh at the word uh, flying buttresses. So go ahead and do that if you're any in any. Mm-hmm. They, they say, yeah, oh, you've passed the test by not taking art too seriously. Because uh, mm-hmm. when you take art too seriously, you really just you just really upset artists. Yeah, so you you get you get to pass go and collect a degree immediately. Mm-hmm. That's how I got mine. Uh, anyway. All right. So we're talking about art. We're talking about cars. We're talking about hands. Monopoly. Monopoly, because I mentioned passing go. Mm-hmm. Do do cars play Monopoly? We've had a lot of candidates for like our worst episode. <laughs> and like, I know it's not good to be openly negative about our podcast during it. <laughs> Well, this one's up there is all I'm saying. Do cars play Monopoly? Everyone would want to be the car. Or would it be a person? Oh, shoot. Yes. It's the only reference to humanity. All the stuff we said about humans being in farms and stuff is not true. It's the only reference to humanity in the Carsverse. It's the Monopoly game figure that would be a car in our in our universe as a human in theirs. Mm-hmm. And nobody and... gets it. That implies that cars ride humans, and that means mm. that Grease Lightning was a person. Ooh, okay. Deeply upsetting. Mm-hmm. As are all the things we say. Absolutely. And that's been Cart. Yeah, why not? This one's probably <laughs> going to be shorter. You could tell we did this one on the fly. We did this one on the fly, and we had technical difficulties for 30 minutes, and I have been in bed all day. Yeah, we've had some trouble with our recording uh, service, but oh well. Thanks for listening. I guess this is the end of the episode. Is that the vibe I'm getting? Is the end of the episode? Cool. Yeah, I've given all I can, which is admittedly not much. (laughs) Right here, right there with you, bud. Thanks so much for listening. Sorry, it's almost certainly a shorter episode. This week, because future Lucas cut out half of our rambling nonsense, but not the half you heard. So imagine the other half, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but it was really cool that you listened and we appreciate it a lot. If you want to send us any questions, any concepts, clearly we need them <laughs> after you listen to this episode. So we always want you to do it. We especially want you to do it after you've heard this. Hey, listen to me. Go type an email and send it to us at thekachat at gmail.com or on twitter at thekachat you can tweet at us you can send us questions we want to do a fan question episode if it's beefy enough we'll do a whole episode on it like we've done in the past 
And we also would love some ideas for origin stories where we look at movies or shows and decide that they're prequels to cars for dubious reasons. John says stuff starting now. Remember to like, comment, subscribe, and tell everybody you know to listen to the show. I'm so tired. I'm so tired. Yeah, when it comes down to it, that's all you say, so. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, (laughs) we'll do it better next week. And until then, uh, I'm Lucas Southworth. And I'm John Bishop. And of course, don't forget to float like a Cadillac. And sting like a Beamer. Uh, Podcast Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. 2035, that'll be what we enter it. Lowest energy podcast ever. Baddest job. Boy, howdy. Moving takes everything out of you. I'm sure, bud.